Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about life and career lessons. I'm delighted to welcome special guest, Jana Masick. Jana is the founder and chief empowerment officer of Advancing Globally, LLC. She is also the host of Powering the Unique You podcast and the mother of eight children. You can reach Jana at her website, janamasick.com, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Jana. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Yay! I'm so excited to be here with you, Linda. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. I am delighted to be able to connect. And as I was reading through your bio and you talked about when you're not at work, the things that you love to do is to be present with your family, to share your faith in Christ, and also you are an advocate for children with special needs. And I thought, wow, this woman is amazing. So balanced. And it wasn't just spending time with your family. It was being present. I noticed the choice of the word. And I thought, how? (laughs) How? With eight children, how do you be present and be able to do all the other things? I would love to hear your story. Well, thank you so much, Linda. I I feel that this, this, it is a journey. You know, it's a journey where you, you, you may relate. And as listeners um, are listening to this, you know, you, if you're a mom, you may relate that one day you find yourself overwhelmed, exhausted, uh, pressing on the gas pedal for way too long without stopping and recharging and refueling. And you look at who you are as a mom, you look at who you are in your job or in your business. And you don't like that person. Somehow you don't like that person looking at you in the mirror. And you're like, oh my goodness, what do I do about this? The first inclination is to find happiness or find um, as a validation from the outside sources. That's the first inclination. Oh, maybe my circumstance is not good enough. Or maybe my finances are not good. Or maybe my spouse or my partner are not good enough and try to find an outside change. And a lot of people find themselves, you change the outside, but hey, inside is still there. So it's a journey to realizing that instead of not liking the person who looks at you in the mirror, you tell that person, hey, we're up to a journey. Let's start. Let's start to change who you are inside. Let's start to cheer yourself up. Let's start encouraging yourself instead of beating yourself up like a dead horse. And hey, let's start powering yourself to create the life you absolutely love, to be present with those that are most dear to you, to make an impact with your work, with your career, with your occupation. And that's, that's a fun journey to be on. And as you climb on that journey, so to speak, you find a lot of detours (laughs) where the dead ends, but you realize, hey, it's a beautiful journey to be on. And Let's, let's admit that's a lifelong journey, lifelong, lifelong journey to encourage yourself and through doing this, being present with others and encourage others to be the best they can be. Wow. I love that, Jana. And isn't that just the truth? No matter who we are, no matter what our circumstances in life, it all starts with the inside, that person that we see in the mirror. And when we are happy inside, when we feel fulfilled, when we feel valued, then we can turn that around and change the outside. 
And I loved how you mentioned that the natural knee-jerk expectation is when things are perfect on the outside, then I will be happy. When my bank account reflects what I'm expecting, when my children are perfectly behaved, when my spouse is so amazingly romantic and thoughtful, then I will be happy. And we're going to have a very long wait, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me, if you have the hopes like this, let me give you a peel of truth. It's not going to happen. And even if the bank account reflects what you imagine, and even if your children are perfect for five and a half minutes and your husband is most romantic for half a day, you still find a reason to be unhappy about something. And it's, it's a mindset that I believe is so tremendously destructive and dis- destructive that you just need to realize that it's it's sometimes you're just shaken in your life a little bit and you're like wake up and I'm like no you gotta realize it's you're destroying your own self because by you focusing on negative on what you don't have and complaining and blaming yourself and others and circumstances you're literally intoxicated your body with toxins of negativity so it's 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 true Don't wait for the circumstances of people around you to change. You are the one that have the power to create your own happiness. And the fun fact about it is that as you are starting working toward that progress, your circumstances may not change immediately, but you will find peace and joy and you learn how to generate satisfaction within that then eventually will magically magnified through in your circumstances and those around you. I love that. Isn't that beautiful? And the idea that my happiness depends on me and my choices and from me, it's kind of a a flip-sided deal where on the one side, it is empowering where, wow, that means I can be happy. I, I have the power to be happy. But it also puts the responsibility on my shoulders And sometimes people find it a little easier path to blame somebody else. So it's kind of a mixed bag and not everybody chooses to accept this. But you know, the thing about the truth is it doesn't actually matter if we believe it. It's still the truth. So that is lovely that you figured that out. Did you have any moments where you didn't know that or were you just born knowing this truth? No way. Oh, my. I was such a miserable person. Well, I grew up a good kid. I always had A's. I graduated with the best possible, my high school, best possible um, grade. And um, and then, you know, I, I always achieved in my career. I always, I was so career oriented. I was so achievement oriented and driven. And then, you know, I fell in love, I created a family, we started having children. And I found that although I was outwardly successful in my career, I became more and more bitter and resentful toward my life, my husband, my children, my financial struggles that we found our family deep in debt, because mainly my bad habits and my bad spending an awareness of that my emotional baggage would trigger me to spend money on that I don't have on things I don't really need. And, and, and then in that kind of a cartwheel running the race, just kind of closing the eyes and being upset and pretending things will shift, but not really doing anything to change around. 
I found that my husband and I were start growing further and further apart. Oh dear! And there was a situation came when we had three kids together, and one day on the weekend he took one of our kids, um, you know, to the to the lesson, to the singing lesson or music lesson, and I got so frustrated. Um, I was just so upset, and in my head I I just said, you know, it's over. I can't deal with this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. So we had a really heart to heart conversation where I was at the point that, you know, I, I do not know what else to do. I'm just, I was just so miserable. And um, it came to realize that I needed help and he needed to step up. And uh, we found online um, relationship coaching program. We went over the program and that was a big milestone that opened my eyes on that it is me in a relationship that makes a difference. Yes, he would also, it actually brought us so, so much closer together and mended a lot of wounds. But the biggest thing that I've realized from that coaching experience, um, mainly on communication and relationship skills, is that I am, I have the power. And like you said, I have the responsibility and I have to make the choices toward what I want to create. The strangest thing is that when you take the power, when you realize that you have the power to change, when you realize that you can internally create a different realm for yourself, that it is your perspective that drives you crazy. It is your perspective that agitates things, that agitates you about things and others. When you change that lens, when you change that perspective, it opens up a brand new world that you can create with the reality and the people around you. That is lovely. Oh, I'm so glad that you figured that out. Okay, as I'm listening to your story and I'm noticing just some beautiful things. One is that you, you recognized that there needed to be a change and that you went to get some help, somebody who was skilled in the areas that you needed some assistance with. And I love that. Sometimes we think we have to do everything all by ourselves. And if I don't do it by myself, then I'm a failure, right? And so to be able to show examples of, look what Jenna did. Look what she did. She had the courage and the humility to say, I, I have something new that I can learn. And isn't it wonderful that we have someone who can help teach us? And then to be able to shift and to turn that responsibility and to turn it into something beautiful and better. I love that. I had a, a friend who, who he described it this way. He said, our, our mind is kind of like in our life like experience, like a, like a movie. He says, if you go to the theater, there's a screen. But he says, the movie isn't actually happening on the screen. That, that's just kind of holding the picture. The movie is actually coming from the projector. He says, for us, our, our circumstances, maybe it be our spouse or our kids or our work or whatever. He says, that's the screen. The projector is coming from us. And we project the stories onto those different people and onto those different situations. And we can project a different story. Just like when we go to the movies, you can be in the same theater and see this movie or see that movie. And I thought, I really appreciated that kind of visual image for me to realize wow, I have a projector in my head. I am making stories up about people because if we don't realize that our imagination, our interpretation is part of what we see, then we think it is what we see. And, you know, I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. So I don't, um, anyway, 
Wonderful. Well, I'm delighted. I'm delighted you were able to turn things around. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Linda. I appreciate your validation. I do like the story about the projector. Something that I want to expand on it also is that projector, I love that the angle that you described, the, the other angle that I've heard also about the projector in the movie theater where you can visualize the movie of your life where you are the main character of that movie. And think about your life a year from now, three years from now, and visualize and see vividly yourself as the main character of that movie and people around you, how you interact, how you want to be, how you want to feel, and see that in technicolor in your mind and use that picture to portray what is that you want to come as a reality on the screen of your real life three years from now. Isn't that amazing that we can use the same thing, not only for what is happening now, but for what we want to happen in the future? That is very empowering, don't you think? Thank you. I like it. Yes, I loved it very much. And you know, I feel that sometimes we are so caught up in handling life instead of experiencing life that we lose that ability or that liveliness to dream and to actually see through what do we want and much more importantly who do we want to be who do you want that character to be on that movie three years from now you are the main character who do you want that what character do you want to be what do you want to exude what do you want to bring what kind of energy you want to bring around yourself and you know, you may not be that person right now. Again, I was 10, 15 years ago, I was such a nagging, horrible, I feel person, but I'm still the same. It's just me going through this process of saying, I can do better. I can change a little bit at a time, a little bit of attitude, a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of learning, and eventually become the person that lives a life that I absolutely love. And that's that's my vision. I want to live the life that I absolutely love. I don't need a vacation from... And the interesting part about this, Linda, is when you start seeing yourself like this and you start appreciating the very moments where you are right now, you're being present and you're saying that, wow, I do have the life I love. Wow, I do have so many things I can be grateful for right now in this moment with its challenges, with its difficulties, with its craziness. I do love my life. Ah, oh, okay. That is so beautiful. And, and that reminds me of, of my story where I, as you mentioned, you know, we are not necessarily always the same and what someone might see right now and assume, wow, look at Janice. She's amazing. Look at that smile. And she can handle anything and everything. And to hear and think, wait a minute, it wasn't always that way. And people might assume the same for me. It's like, wow, you are maybe happier thinking of things and And that is not always the way it was. I struggled with depression. I struggled with social anxiety. I didn't want to exist anymore. I thought I am too miserable. I am too miserable. I I can't stand this. And to go from that place to a place where I love my life. And you mentioned, you know, nothing has changed, not on the outside, but on the inside, everything changed. And that makes such a difference. So for anyone who's listening, when you see Jana and how amazing she is, and if you think, man, I could never be awesome like that, 
I want you to give yourself a break. I want you to recognize that you don't have to, wherever your starting point is, is just fine. We want you to know that it's okay, that you're not alone, and that there are better things available. And I believe that is what the examples that we're sharing here today is that we don't have to stay in that place. That when we accept the power and responsibility for our own life, it's beautiful. And I do love my life. And I love my spouse. And I love my kids. And I love my home. And I love my body, even though it's not perfect. It's just wonderful. So... I agree with you, Linda. This is so beautiful. And I want to say a word of encouragement as you're listening in and you find yourself in a dark place and you find that you're really struggling to survive. You're really struggling to realize how do I make this day? I could tell you I've been there. I've been there where I just cry out, lay on the bed. I didn't want to get up. And um, I did have the thoughts, you know, I did have the thoughts. Is my life really matter you know what is it all to this and some financial struggles some really difficulties I, I I want to encourage you that there is hope there is hope and um, I'd say start with forgiving yourself with letting go of all the guilt and letting go of all the resentment towards yourself your shame what you haven't done what you have done in the past this was them this is now. Now, every day you have a new beginning, a new opportunity, a new choice. Let go. Part ways with all of these negative thoughts, all of this self-judgment, self-criticism, self-beating, and give yourself grace. Give yourself love. Give yourself acceptance. Give yourself some empathy, especially if you're a mom. I, I say, if you're a mom and you are giving and giving and giving everything to your family, to your children, you probably are running on empty. To give yourself the time to replenish, recharge, love yourself, treasure yourself, you matter. You are important. But you kind of have to do that because, hey, nobody can pour out of an empty cup. You're going to have to say, I want to be filled with life joy and happiness and start doing that self-care i think is so underrated and as moms we have to be taking self-care as the most important responsibility i agree and that's so challenging like if you have eight children to be able to say self-care and i loved when you mentioned before that you didn't need a vacation from your life oh i love that statement because I think a lot of people feel like, I want a vacation from my life. And when we get to a point where it's just, I love every moment and I sure I'm happy to go on a vacation, but I don't need a vacation from my life because guess what? I'm taking me with me on vacation. So, you know, all is well. I found that with the self-care, even if you just spend five minutes a day, it is enough to make a huge difference. I think sometimes people, when they hear that, it's like, are you kidding me? Do you not realize how much I'm doing right now? I have so much to do. It's like Jana totally understands. She totally understands. She has so much going on. And yet we can seize five minutes for ourselves if we choose to do it and schedule it and then do it. We can do this. Absolutely. And I also want to say, be more aware on where you're dwelling. Something that I'm currently learning about negative thoughts and how 
we have these personas, so to speak, in our mind that try to sabotage us, the saboteurs and judges. When we have a physical pain, you know, let's say we put a hand on a hot stove. Our physical pain is telling us, take it off. And we, it's just a sex, it's just a fraction of a second is enough to warn us that it's dangerous. However, the negative mental emotions and thoughts and processes we play it over and over and over actually bring toxicity to our body. And it will be similar to us, you know, allowing ourselves, our minds run on the same type of a thought process that is negative, self-pity, self-criticism, resentment, offenses. It's like you're holding your hand on the stove. The body is telling you, hey, it's a trigger for you to realize that there's a different perspective, so shift it. And I want to encourage you to be more self-aware on where your thoughts are dwelling, where especially when you are kind of in a routine work around home, you know, and taking care of the kids or necessities or responsibilities, or sometimes even at work. Where does your mind drift to? And a lot of times it drifts to negative. So catch yourself on that and repurpose, redirect your thoughts toward what can you find? What kind of gift or opportunity can you find in a situation? How can you create and generate more peace and joy and happiness for yourself? I love that. And the, the analogy of the hot stove. I mean, none of us would touch the hot stove and say, oh, that hurts again and let's do it again and let's do it again. And yet when we have a negative thought, something that went wrong, like, oh my gosh, you would not believe the mistake I made. Oh, I feel so stupid. And then instead of moving forward, you replay it and replay it and replay it and replay it. So I think the stove analogy is beautiful. It's like, no, let's, let's, let's pull our hand off of the stove. Let's let that one go and be able to move forward. So I love it. Yes, this is good. I have liked it too. I've I've heard that. um, And I thought, wow, this is really powerful to remind yourself to be drifting when you start drifting into the negative emotions and marinating in them. You're almost like, you know, marinating your soul in negativity. (laughs) Um, That's just rinse it off. Hey, whatever, whatever works for you. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, call on the name of the Lord, pray. If you are not believer, you know, meditate, find some ways to take a shower and imagine that all this dirt inside of you comes off, you know, whatever techniques that you can find, create, you can research a lot of different techniques on online nowadays, but whatever works for you, create some kind of ritual for yourself that's going to help you release that negative emotion or thought or something that comes over and over and over a lot of it i feel it's unforgiveness Mm -hmm. um you know unforgiveness of others that how badly people treated you in your life um and unforgiveness of yourself that you've made bad mistakes or bad choices and now it somehow affects your life level you know satisfaction and where you are currently in life so forgiveness unforgiveness there is, I, gosh, I don't remember where it says, you know, who said that. I have to look it up. But I feel the the unforgiveness is as if you are trying to pick a burning coil and throw it at another person while burning yourself at the most. Oh, interesting. I haven't heard so it presented So when you are unforgiving someone, the person who did that have no idea, maybe even. 
it doesn't even have remorse. And you think in order to forgive that person, you know, and for me, it was a lot about toward my husband. I felt, well, he has to come and apologize and I will ruminate my offense about what he said or how he carried himself or his remarks for a week, weeks sometimes. And I would not talk to him for a week. You know, I'd just say he has to find out and come to apologize. Well, that analogy is basically that I pick the burning coal and I hold it in my hand thinking I'm going to throw it at him by my unforgiveness, but I'm burning myself. And when we went through this stage of discovery of communication, you know, and, and try to talk through things, it was really interestingly enough that he never had the intentions that I've imagined to myself. Like you said, we do not know the person's story, right? Uh, we project things on others. So when you are not forgiving others and not forgiving yourself, you are just burning your inside soul, your emotion, your mind with this negative emotion of unforgiveness and offenses that hurts you the most. you got to let go of this uh, things. I love that. And as we look and listen to these things, and I know for sometimes it's challenging for people, to, they're in that spot. We've all been in that spot where it's like, he needs to come. He needs to apologize. He did this wrong. And then to turn it around and say, okay, now it's my responsibility. The, sometimes the knee-jerk response is, being offended. It's like, why do I have to fix anything? But I love that you mentioned that the benefit comes to us. So the reason that we want to look at things from a different point of view is because we are happier. Yes. And, and that makes all the difference. And a lot of times the offenses that we have and the stories that we create about something that they said or did or didn't do or didn't say, they have no clue what story is going on in our head. I talked to a, a delightful marriage counselor and she said that they have between their husband and wife a, a way of communicating. You know, when you hear something and it's like, oh, I didn't like that. They say, what I make up about what you just said is, and then they'll tell the story. And then by doing that, it does two different things. One, you're admitting that what you're seeing might not be what's actually going on. And then the second part is they find out what your story is. And then they can make corrections that, no, that's not what I meant at all. What I meant was, so I thought that was, I thought that was fascinating. Well, I did have um, one or two questions on the business end, if you don't yes. mind, and if we have yes. time, I understand yes. that you're really good at using the tool of LinkedIn to make things work. Can you give us some pointers on how to use that as a tool? I, I don't really know how to use it. All right, Linda, I really want to encourage you and any other uh, moms or not moms or even men listeners of your um, episodes and your podcast that reconsider LinkedIn and reconsider this as the great platform to connect with like-minded people and also build a community. And you think to your mind comes right away, probably, well, Instagram, well, Facebook, well, YouTube, well, Twitter, well, you know, TikTok. There's a lot of different um, platforms. And especially I feel when you're trying to build your brand, it can be so overwhelming to say, okay, which platform do I really to choose the best to, to, to grow my brand, to, to build a community, build the audience. What I find interesting is that LinkedIn is a lot of times um, underrated. Because people think it's just a job search. 
platform. You just go there to search the jobs or post jobs. But it was like this about 10 years ago. But now it really evolved into more of a cohesive collaboration platform, not necessarily just for searching jobs. And um, interesting statistics about LinkedIn is that there's over over 700 million users. So there's a, a huge platform of users. People coming there are very like-minded, respectful, and they come in usually to do business and to consider how to connect to grow professionally or personally. Only 1% is posting content on that platform. So your reach is exponential and your capacity to reach people and build people, build relationships with people is also tremendous. You can connect with over 30,000 people as your connections, which Facebook only give you 5,000. And then you have unlimited followers on your, on your profile. You can create video, you can create posts, you can create audio, and it usually reaches out so many more people and audience. And when people start interacting with your content and their uh, connections see that. So if I like somebody's contact uh, content, my connections will see that. And um, if you're posting on somebody's or responding or replying, commenting on somebody's post, your connections will see that post. So the the capacity for organic reach, I think, is the best uh, on that platform. And I think many people really losing opportunities, especially if you're building a brand or if you're coming back and you're looking for business opportunities or if you're looking for a job, you're searching for a job and you're on LinkedIn. Hey, it's, it's not it's not right. There's any other um, sources, of course, but I think it's it's a great platform to go research, set up, set your profile and, um, and just have fun with it. That's lovely. What kinds of things do you post? So I post things that inspire me. One of my values is lifelong learning and development. And I constantly absorb information, learn new things, new tools, new techniques. And I'm learning and I'm fascinated by what I'm learning and I find it useful. I turn this into a short snippet of a content. So I post things that I learn. I say, okay, let's look at your saboteurs. So there is a positive intelligence. I'm taking a seven-week course right now, and it teaches you about how your saboteurs sabotage you. And I say, okay, look at my saboteurs. Think about this or look at this. So you can post the content that you learn. I think that's the best content or things that you your lessons or your story or some kind of inspirational things. Or if it's something that related to your brand or to what you're delivering is, is also that will, will help people, will teach people and give them value. Okay. That's wonderful. Well, thank you. I really appreciate yes. that because that's something that I really don't know a lot about. Jana, thank you for your wisdom and thank you for visiting with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure, Linda. It's been so much, so much fun to have conversation with you and to share a um, little bit of my journey, a little bit of encouragement for your audience. Thank you. You are lovely. <laughs> Thank you. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Alice Walker. She said, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Today, I invite you to become more self-aware and recognize your power. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Linda's Corner, please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. I also invite you to check out my nonprofit, Hope for Healing, at the website hopeforhealingfoundation.org. 
For free ebooks, free audiobooks, and other free resources to help increase happiness, build confidence and self esteem, strengthen relationships, manage stress, and calm feelings of depression and anxiety. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed A Journey Through Depression, or Amazon bestseller You Got This An Action Plan to Calm Fear, Anxiety, Worry, and Stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner.